When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. consider you a legend um and all actually you are a legend um and also in my opinion one of the top black bbws in the game a trendsetter in many ways um i remember you from back when you was by marley (laughs) 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 yeah and um and like i said i always loved your work i always wanted to work with you you know, and I hate, and that's one of the regrets that I didn't get a chance to work with the great Marlon more during my career. Because that's where you put out so many classic scenes, yo, in your time in this business. And, uh, and if, and trust me, you should be in somebody's Hall of Fame is all said and done. At some opinion. point. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> no doubt. So, so to start the show, um, what's the one thing from your years in this business that if you can go back and tell your younger self, you would tell yourself. Hmm. That's a good question. It would mainly be to 
put my stuff, put just put to put myself out there more as far as my content. There's been a lot of I've, I've sat on my I sat on a lot of like content, a lot of things I wanted to do create creatively for a long time just because I didn't know how people was gonna receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would probably be like the main thing is to be like, hey, the shit that you want to shoot, do it. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing or waiting to see what everybody else is gonna do or like. Just go ahead and get the shit done. Yeah, because that's the beauty of our business that we get the opportunity to actually put out stuff that we would want to put out. Yeah. Because um, even with me, like, I was able to do the type of scenes that I always felt it should have been in porn, you know, um, from doing the black the black female president <laughs> mm-hmm. to, 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 well, at the time, you didn't see a lot of females be the aggressor in scenes where right. they're the boss and, and they tell the dude, you know, you better eat this pussy if you want to keep your job. You didn't see that too often. Right. It's always the other side around and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and um, and plus, like I said, I know you came in the game really doing your own content. Um, you was actually at the time probably one of the few girls that was actually putting out their own content. Cause you know back then a lot of the girls they were doing porn just to boost escorting. They yeah. really wasn't worried about content. You know what made you decide to focus on you know putting out your own content when you came out? Um. I really didn't have a choice. Uh, um, Because, you know, you knew me at the beginning. You know, I had a manager and stuff. And, you know, know, we were doing our own thing. But when it came to, like, getting booked for shoots, like, I wasn't really, like, getting booked for anything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for various reasons, you know what I'm saying, why I felt felt in the BBW category, I still wasn't, as far as Mm -hmm. mainstream goes, like, BBW. Nor was Mm -hmm. there anywhere, like... There, I, I felt like that in between. Like I was, I was like in a huge gap. So mm-hmm. I had to learn real quick that I kind of had to like make my own lane for myself and kind of like self-produce my own content. Thankfully, I mm-hmm. was around people who taught me how to do that. Yes, because um, yeah, because you wasn't just BBW. You was actually more along the line thick video vixenness. Um, mm, I would say it was that, but a little bit like. I, like a little bit extra like mm-hmm. it's weird like you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. i've always been a thick girl with like a little a little extra you know what i'm saying i you know i always had a little stomach a little roll here and there and i feel like that had a lot to do with why i wasn't getting booked along with the fact that i didn't have the you know i didn't do tracks or weaves or anything like that much um when mm-hmm. i started doing porn either like i did but to an extent especially once i started wearing my natural hair like that was another mm-hmm. thing too like as far as getting booked for mainstream, we all know they go for certain looks, so I didn't yeah, fall into yeah. that category. Well, sure. Well, you was able to make a lane and a mm-hmm. strong lane at that. So let me talk to my peoples and we can get this name rolling, okay, baby? Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smoking Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.f get a profile today. I'm your host, Kevin Arthur Summer Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about three wonderful sponsors that we have. The first would be the Facebook, the LS community, LSworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine on the web, racismmagazine.com. And last but not least, black owned. 90% profit for you content creators and no hashtag issues. And for consumers a new place for you to consume your triple x content i'm talking about excitebunny.com 
Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy from 500 Black-owned retailers, shops, and boutiques. Also, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, find me on fullyswapradio.com, as well as... Mm, <laughs> damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm looking at your Twitter feed, looking at your ass, you threw me off, I'm sorry. (laughs) Find me on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. And I'm going to shut up and let this legendary, big booty, sexy lady introduce herself. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, For those who don't know me, I'm Marley Moore, um, two-time award winner. Um, I'm also a producer, director, um. Yeah, BBW yeah, star extraordinaire. <laughs> and and let's not forget, she also is a studio owner, because you yeah. recently yeah. Uh, LLC'd your company. And I'm gonna begin there. How did it feel to LLC your company and make it legit? Um, it was. It, I ain't gonna hold you. It was stressful at first because I'm like, okay, it's like a whole new responsibility I took on, but. At the same time, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of that I was that's something that I'm able to do now. Um, mm. Being as though that it took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, with LLC, that able you to file taxes, uh, even get small business loans and, and stuff of that nature, being LLCs. Mm. And people don't realize how important it is to be LLC. Speak to the importance of getting that. I mean, just it just protects you as, as a business owner, especially with what we do. Um, a lot of the stuff that we do is very high risk. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like when you start to get when you start to get to a certain level in your career, no matter how far you want to take it, you got to take certain steps to protect yourself and your brand. Um, mm-hmm. This just allows me to make certain moves outside of the realms of sex work that I wouldn't probably normally be able to do if I didn't have an LLC. Mm-hmm. Almost um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of like the next step in like, I'm coming <clears throat> up on 10, I'm coming up on 10 years now. And people's mm-hmm. like, people always ask me like how long I plan on doing this. I really don't have a time frame, but I'm kind of looking at mm-hmm. it in like in 10 year increments. I spent the last first few mm-hmm. years building and getting everything where I need to be and now my next few years is just building my company and where I really wanted to be and then I can start to figure out how to make my exit <laughs> yeah um, yeah so my goal for the next year is to start producing uh, films on a bigger scale under the company um, mm. on both the porn side and the vanilla side so I can have something to mm. present to people so when I do start asking mm. balloons and shit I'm not mm. presenting porn to people <laughs> yeah yeah because that's the one thing people don't realize is that that's the hardest thing is to get sponsorship. Because even with me doing the podcasting, I have to be mindful that a certain sponsor is not going to fuck with me because of my content. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like when you have your your company, you kind of want to make it a multi based media company, so yep. that even though they see that you do porn, they see that you do other stuff that might make you more attractive to getting kind of loans. Right. Exactly. No doubt. So let's go back, way back. Let's go 10 years in the time machine. And what got Marley into adult film? Mm, it was kind of random. Um, my manager at the time, she was somebody that was um, local. 
to me that a lot of people knew that I happened to be managing other like other like amateur uh adult performers in the game. And she just kind of like approached me, like, hey, are you interested? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> uh, and wasn't really doing like shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I guess. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about some money, all right, you know. Um, unfortunately, that didn't uh, happen. <laughs> Which I my first year in porn, I didn't make a dime. I didn't make shit. Uh, I, I just spent my first year in porn was basically me getting my name by Marley out there and showing my face. Um, networking and meeting the people that I, some people who of whom I know now. Um, but yeah, my first year I didn't make a fucking dime. And after that first year, I started looking around like, okay, why am I not making any money? What's going on? Like, you know, um, where's the coin? Um, after that point, I decided to just kind of move on and start from scratch. And mm-hmm. at that period in the industry, things were kind of changing. Um, this was obviously before, mm-hmm. you know, OnlyFans and before we, we had the power of being independent, but not so. We only had sites like Crystal mm-hmm. Sale and, and Rude, and we only had like a handful of sites we could really sell on at the time. So I was learning mm-hmm. my way around that and, um, just trying to build my platform up from there. And by the time I'd say like 2015, 16 rolled around when we had more sites popping up than, you know. I mm-hmm. kind of had made a name for myself at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, and first guy I remember you was independent. Now I start seeing the companies fucking with you. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of watching you from the beginning all the way up to now, and I saw the steady growth. Um, I you know uh, I saw you with Ghetto Gaggers. I saw you uh, with BBW Highway, um, and and many of the, the the companies and stuff like that. So when you did your first professional shoot, um, tell me about your first professional shoot, how you felt walking in. What were some of your conceptions that you had about a point shoot? Um, who was my first? I want to say my first professional shoot was with... It, it was either... Yeah. Hmm? Right. Was that... No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I can't, I'm trying to remember. It was either, my first shoot was either, I can't remember if it was with, with Ghetto Gaggers or with Jeff's, Jeff's Models in L.A., but I want to say mm-hmm. it was with Jeff's Models. Um, okay. his, his stuff was a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. my, that was, like, probably one of the few times I've actually did anything in L.A., uh, mm-hmm. so that was an experience. But it was, you know, it was pretty much laid back. Like, the first thing we did was a solo scene, and then, like, we did a boy-girl scene. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was very simple, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just us on the set, no extra heads, you know, everybody mm-hmm. was pretty professional from what I can remember. Um, mm-hmm. same thing for, same thing with, like, my ghetto gagger scene, because that, that's why I can say that was probably, like, if I was mm-hmm. to say that, like, my first big, like, major shoot on set outside of Just Models, it would be that one. Um, mm-hmm. the same thing can be said for them as well, every time I shoot for them, um, mm-hmm professional didn't really have many issues um i was nervous <laughs> because i think you know i was mainly used to doing most of my own stuff so it's always different when i go shoot for other people especially when i feel like uh more people is gonna see it so um but outside of that it's always been great experiences yeah because um let see before that you actually been shooting professional anyway 
Um, I remember you was with uh, what was it, Super Hot Films? I think that's what, what was your name at mm -mm. one point. No, Not, I mean, well, are, are you at work? Did you oh, did you work with them? No, that is Poison Ivy. Everybody thinks <laughs> that I used to work with Super Hot. I've never worked with Super Hot day in my life. Okay, okay, cool. Why did everyone get that mixed up? <laughs> because we both used to have green dress, even though neither yeah. one of us look anything alike, but. <laughs> it's, it's something I've been used to. It's something that's always been a comparison over the years. So yeah. just kind of just go with it. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was me. You got it right. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, but no, but you already shot. You always shot at a high level. You know, yeah. period. Because um, I've never seen you have an amateurish look about your content even back then. I mean, yeah. it wasn't until I, that was just because of the people that I always surrounded myself with. Um, that's one thing I can say that I've always been fortunate um, as far as like whether I deal with them to this day or not I always get credit where credit is due I've ran across a lot of people um, in the time that I've been in this industry who show me that quality is key so that's all something that I've always strived to strive for whether it is if even if it is amateur porn that I'm shooting I'm mm -hmm. still going to make sure that it looks good you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying so that's always been a big thing for me. And even as I grow now as a performer, I always make sure that I make sure my stuff looks better than the last stuff than how it looked last year. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> like I tell people, once you get to a certain level, you want to stay at that level and stay with mm -hmm. that look. No, mm -hmm. because we didn't talk about it in the spaces or what have you, even to like Iron Sharpens Iron. Um, because you always made the point to work with established talent even early in your career. Now, how did you get the wherewithal to do that early in the career? Because a lot of guys, girls will make the mistake of dealing with just anybody. You know what I'm um, saying? But you made a point to deal with top notch even when you first started. Well, that's one thing I can give a little bit of credit to my manager for. When I just started to shoot, one of my first shoots was, was with Rock the Icon. Mm -hmm. And that was, I can say that was probably like the, the what kind of helped because mm -hmm. he's always been like a great friend of mine to this day. He was somebody, mm -hmm. I have quite a few scenes with him in my early career. And that also yeah, kind of yeah. helped other people reach out to me as well. Like I, um, even after like I started working with Richard Mann in 2016 and mm -hmm. me beating him opened the door of me to Mr. Nuts and then Don Prince and then all yeah. these like, great male performers who were kind of within the same network. So mm -hmm. everything kind of had like a domino effect. And I'm very big on, it's, it's, it's all about who you know, who you surround yourself with. I've always been big mm -hmm. on that. And I pay attention. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just always find my way to be in the same rooms with the right people. <laughs> oh, most definitely, I see. I see that. <laughs> because um, I would tell people that Mr. Nuts was the first one really doing the content trade houses. And you was indulging in the content trade house when they first were coming up. So tell us how, you know, the content trade houses back then how they how they were back then versus now well yeah because um <laughs> so i he when he started doing his I, he, like you said he was like one of the first people or the only people that i saw doing content houses it wasn't until i've been making a few years ago you know people started to do their own mm -hmm. um even the last couple months that i did over the last uh couple years you know was because of him of years of taking notes and watching how he do his and everything. Um, his has structure. He always ran his 
with 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 structure. There wasn't just everybody's in the house and we just shooting and we don't. There's no schedule and not nothing like that. He there was always a schedule. He knew who you were shooting with, when you're shooting it, where you're shooting it. Mm-hmm. Everything was figured out to a team. So I knew when I flew down to Florida or Texas or Vegas or wherever we were gonna be at, I was prepared to work because I knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had no issue spending my money to come fly out. To wherever I was coming to to shoot my scenes because I knew I'm gonna get the work done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Versus now, I prefer not to do anybody's events outside of mine or his. <laughs> based off of the things that I hear and I see, there's no structure. And I am big on that. I'm not coming and spending my money to come to nobody event and I'm leaving with what one scene, two scenes. Yeah, you know I'm not being fed properly, or I don't handle where to lay my head, or I gotta share a bed with somebody I don't know, or you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, like shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I hear <laughs> just being on the planning side and planning events and having mm-hmm. the things that people have told me <laughs> from their experiences. <laughs> it's like yeah, um, the bar is 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 in hell a little bit. The content, yeah. I tend to tell people, if you're going to do a concert house, do your research on who's throwing it and ask questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, it, I know he was the only one that really was doing it, you mm-hmm. know? And then all of a sudden, I just saw motherfuckers with a content house, girls gone wireless, mm-hmm. this person doing a content house, this person doing a content house. It's the equivalent of when Laurel was doing the BBW parties and everyone started doing them. Because because everybody saw how lucrative it was, which it is. But what people didn't fail to realize or didn't see was the planning that goes into these shits. Mm-hmm. Like my first content event, I did. I didn't charge nothing. That I didn't charge any of the talent any money. I paid mm-hmm. for the house. I had people that helped me pay for the house, but mm-hmm. outside of that, majority of everything I paid for myself out of pocket because mm-hmm. I knew, okay, cool. If I take care of everything and I invited the right people, they're gonna come to work. I'm gonna get my content. We shot mm-hmm. enough content. It's still content from last year I still haven't put out yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of event. That's how I think an event should be ran. If you're going to mm-hmm. invite people to come out, you need to make sure that everything is taken care of so nobody shouldn't have to want for shit. So that way, that's an incentive for, for them to want to come and work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you got the cameraman, if you got the location, if you got food to make sure they're eating, water so they're hydrated, they're comfortable so they got somewhere to lay at and rest when they need to rest. They not what else are they going like what else they don't really have much of a choice like all right mm-hmm. cool I'm comfortable I'm well fed all right let's work you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because I know that when y'all go to the kind of house y'all want to walk away with at least double figure scenes because there's enough bodies that you can pull that off right you know and enough producers and cameras and what have you. And I remember seeing some of the visuals from like those first content house man y'all put in some goddamn work especially your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I was like, she done snuck out and got in the car with Bandit. <laughs> did a whole scene in the car. I said, damn. Yeah, yo, my first few events that I did with Mr. Nuts, that was the first time I've been in, had been in like, um, have been around people like that and mm-hmm. been able to shoot so much content in such little time. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was, at the time, that was hungry Marley. Marley was like ready to work. Like, I'd be up seven o'clock in the morning. Eat breakfast, dress where you go. Like, all right, cool. What's the schedule? I'm ready to shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm leaving with my content. I ain't spend my money to come in here. Bullshit. Like, I saw, <laughs> like, I saw other models that would be in the house, and you know they be bullshit. And I'm like, I don't know why you came down here, but I came down here to get my, my thing. <laughs> yeah, 
Because Ashley was one of the first black girls I saw doing gangbangs. Mm-hmm. That was straight up, for real. That, that was another thing too. But I was adamant about when I started doing content houses with him. I was like, okay, I started seeing all these white women doing all these gangbangs and stuff. I'm like, okay, so what's up? Can we? Can I do the same thing? <laughs> I, Shoot, I know, I know, them boys so, couldn't do nothing with your ass. Because I saw, yeah. I saw the bitch in one of them gangbangs. You had them motherfuckers got them about to pass out, and <laughs> you were still going. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually the first the first time I the, one of the first scenes I did with Mr. Ness and it was a gangbang and it wasn't supposed to be, but the first AVN I met them it was 2016 and I asked Mr. Nuts because I saw he had what who was over there he had like Richard Man who had already started telling me it was Don Ludus who I'm already who I already knew but Ludus wasn't there at the time, um and I think a couple other people. And I was like, hey, I see you got a nice group of guys. I would love to come over and network, chat with you guys about possibly set up some shoots. Boo, boo, boo. I didn't think he was really going to say yeah because I saw that he made me do interracial. But I was like, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and shoot my shot. He was like, no, I'd love for you to come. I pulled up, got there. <laughs> <laughs> I did a blowjob scene with Richard Mann within 15 minutes being in the house. I don't still know how that happened. <laughs> I still don't know how that happened, but Richard Mann being Richard Mann, you got it done. And then after we did that, I guess while they were downstairs talking, they had asked me, did I want to shoot? And I was like, yeah, because I did bring stuff to shoot. I think I had did like a photo shoot with G after that. You know, you took some pictures of me. And at that point, I was already comfortable. So Fred was like, hey, do you want to shoot with the guys? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, who do you want to shoot with? And then I think somebody like mentioned like a gangbanger or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So yeah, we ended up doing the gangbang that night, and then I came back the second night, and then that's when I ended up doing my first DP with them as well. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of my first videos, but good videos from that first AVN. <laughs> yeah, I, I see because um because it's funny how the stuff you do you were doing then now a lot of black girls are trying to do now, mm-hmm. you know. Period. So why do you think a lot of black girls now are trying to get into the gangbangs and the BDSM? Because you were doing BDSM early. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like straight up, like you was doing BDS and stuff when it wasn't cool for black people to do BDS. Well, I won't even say it wasn't cool. I just think that it's something that wasn't really shown. In the- yeah. Because black people has always been in king. Black people has always been doing the same shit. Our counterparts always do, but it's just not shown. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's why it's always been a big thing for me to do those things because it was a lot of people that when I did my first game scene, people was like, oh. I had people tell me my stock was going to go down to some more shit because I did <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wasn't going to want book I already did a big scene. Like, that was some shit I was supposed to quote-unquote save, which didn't make sense because I'm like, how else I'm doing it for my own platform? Like, mm-hmm. all my gay things I've I've done, I own. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have all my gay things to this day on my hard drives. The only ones I don't have are, like, the, one, the couple threesomes and stuff that I've done for, like, Rick Nasty or something. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I'm like, I got all my shit, so I'm confused. Yeah, because it's kind of like to me. I would think that if you did do a game bank or anal, especially if you're first, you would want to have it on your own platform to begin with. Yeah, and I feel like now, and I feel like now that's why a lot of more ebony models are doing it because mm-hmm. now that we do have the option to own our own content, why are we gonna do that for a company where they gonna keep making this money off an extreme scene like that where I can arrange to sit myself and continue to make money off of it, especially it's some shit that I already enjoy doing. Yeah. Because um, cause I remember even back in 2010, 2012, 
Hollywood was saying, no, tell the girls that your girls put out their own shit because shit was going to dry up out there anyway mm-hmm. at some point because the internet and the clips were selling rude, the Southern Charms and all that, because they knew it was coming. You know, mm-hmm. where this area was coming to, period, where the content creator will have more power than even with Hollywood because now do you really need to shoot with the major companies to make money or even get the exposure that you, that you got back in the day? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, we just be said, I still can't go over that decay bank. Because, like I said, I mean, to me, a lot, like, like I said, it's just funny, but I don't know if you ever thought about it. You was, you kind of was the prettiest, the godmother to a lot of the shit that the girls are doing now. You know, period. Especially in the BDSM realm, you know, period. And, 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 and even on fetishes, because you was on fetishes then, you know, period. It was kind of like you were somewhat ahead of your time, don't you think? Mm, a little bit. I never really looked at it like that. Well, you ain't got to be humble with me. Stop it. Stop. I know. I really haven't. I really, I, <laughs> I really haven't. But I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I didn't see black girls doing you know bondage. Oh, Marley doing it. They ain't seen them doing game bait. They go Marley. <laughs> yeah, I would say the gangbang was probably like the only thing I will say. Like, yeah, there wasn't too many. <laughs> there was, I, I like, I will say there was white BBWs doing gangbang, but there wasn't too many black BBWs consistently doing gangbangs as many as much as I was at the time. Oh, no, oh, no. Like, and I mean, high. consistently, I would say at least consistently from like 2016 well into like damn near 2020. Shoot, yeah. And plus, it didn't hurt that you was with nuts in them, but. Because people don't realize how hard it is to put together a gangbang. It is, and that's exactly. I was like, I use that shit to my advantage. People be like, "Oh, you always shoot with the same people." Because I know what I'm gonna get. Like that should always look. Look, look at the material. That shit always gonna sell. I have gangbangs that I've done five years ago. People still talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I remember the, that that nun one. Exactly. I remember the nun. I remember that. I knew that. I knew it. Look at all sex in that nun out. I was like, damn, <laughs> your sex ass. <laughs> so, speaking about talent, because you know we had this conversation in um, in the space of this time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can speak to this even more so because you got ten years in the business. The importance of picking the right talent, because a lot of girls in real life, part of your brand is the talent that you work with. Mm-hmm. You know, period. And ladies need to take into account. You know, what they need to take into account when they're picking their male talents? Um, one of the biggest things that I do, I sit back and watch people before I reach before I actually reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's somebody that I know for even still, like most of the time when it comes to male talent, we've already been interacting online and you with each other, or I've had mm-hmm. an eye on you for a while before I decide to reach out to you, or vice versa, because at this point, just jumping out and hitting up people, it's different to how it was, how we, around we started, where shit was a little bit more, I won't say safer, but yeah, not as crazy Sa- as yeah. how it is now, because now you literally just got anybody that can say a content creator, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you really have to be thorough about um, how you pick your talent. Um, like I said, I watch them on social media. I watch how they interact with people. I watch how, the things mm-hmm. that they say. Because there's a lot of male content creators um, that I think that they don't like women based on the shit that they say out their mouth. Or just sex workers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's one of my big things because there's a lot of dudes who, you know, they can show their dick online and sell their videos all day, but they're not an ally. Um, mm-hmm. So those, that's one of the things I look out for. And then I just kind of watch how you sell your content, um, where you distribute. Is Are you on any platforms outside of OnlyFans? Um, you know, what type of content you film, uh, who, what your audience is, what we might have in common. Um, it seems like a lot, but when you take these things into account, it makes it a whole lot easier to find somebody to work with. And it makes it more fun, too, because y'all mm-hmm. already know what, what to expect, and y'all already yeah. on the same page. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize, because I know a lot of people say, well, you know, like, for example, I'm, like I used to shoot with the girls a whole lot, the same girl mm-hmm. over and over again. And I said the reason why, because they're making money. Plus, it's also the chemistry there. Because we work with someone on a regular basis, like when I look at you in Nasty Montana, y'all have chemistry. You can yeah. tell y'all don't work together on a regular basis. You know, it's certain talents that when I see you with, that I can tell this is this ain't this ain't brand new to her. <laughs> yeah, I've been working with Nasty for, exactly. I've been working for Nasty for years, so he's always gonna be something I hit up for a video because I know what to expect and I know the people are gonna like it because they've been watching this fuck for fucking forever. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, people don't realize it's about dependability. That it's not mm-hmm. just he keeping his dick hard, it's him showing up on time, him being ready to work, um, him showered. <laughs> oh, man. It's sad that has to be a thing you have to mention, but... <laughs> I forget, you do have to wash up before y'all start Ooh, shooting. Please wash because your dude, ass. The dude, between the time you done got dressed that morning, the time you got there, depending upon what city <laughs> you in, you're going to have some sweaty balls, so wash up, bro. <laughs> Listen, I just done shoots and they get there and I'm like, do you need to take a shower? I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna take a shower before I got here. Look, you had to travel 30 minutes to get here. If you don't wash your ass. <laughs> she don't want no salty balls unless you go put salt on the balls, on, okay, man. people? Don't do that. Don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah, but it's kind of like, even with on set, like, what's some of the things that talent, male talent could do to help ladies relax and become comfortable with doing shoots? Because sometimes it, we do have to woo each other somewhat before the shoot. You know, I not do, necessarily. I understand but, that. I, okay, but, so I was just about to say that there's a very thin line between preparing for a shoot and you just being flat out thirsty. Like, there's a very thin line. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I have no problem. First of all, consent still exists. Just because we about to fuck on camera don't mean you can start grabbing me without asking. And mm-hmm. you still need to open your mouth and ask me. Because the camera's not on. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the camera's not rolling. This is not this is not being filmed. Therefore, if you feel like you need a little help and you want to grab an ass cheek or you want to touch a titty or something, you need to open your mouth and ask me. Don't just feel like you can just grab me. Because then at that point, no didn't ask for consent. So that's a very, very, very big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, like I said, there's a very thin line between prepping for a shoot and, you know, being thirsty. I don't mind a little flirting, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm I me before a shoot, sometimes I like to have, get my mind right and have a moment to myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a dude in my face stroking his meat the whole time. It's like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, if we about to work, I'm kind of already feeling you, and your dick gonna be hard anyway, so you don't mm-hmm. worry about that. But you know, I, I understand every situation that might not happen, so mm-hmm. you know, 
but I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part, but as long as the consent's there and, you know, you're not being weird about it. Um, but I, I feel like as, as long as there's communication. Oh, and also ask your um, counterpart uh, who you're about to perform with, what they're okay and not okay with. Yes. Because, like, say if we're about to film or we're in the middle of fucking and you just put a finger in my ass, I didn't say that that was okay, nor did mm-hmm. you ask me if that was okay, whether I'm okay with it or not. <laughs> but it's the same yeah. fact that you didn't ask. ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it, it may not feel like I'm thumbing your ass at that moment. <laughs> yeah, now it looks awkward on camera because now I have to play it off because I don't want to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it kind of fucks up everything. So communicating with your perform with your partner, um, your onset partner is very, very, very important. And I feel like once you get the communication out the way and y'all kind of go from there, everything will kind of fall in place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, um, I'll be the first to tell you, because you have females that have a lot of trigger shit and, it's good for a male time to know that so they know what not necessary to do because once you lose it for a shoot, it's hard to get back. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. You know, period. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that That's the reason why I couldn't stand um, shooting. <laughs> I can't do that in no five minutes, doggy. I'm starting to get good. It's starting to get good to me. Then I got to stop and switch, you know. But even more so mm-hmm. on a more serious tip, you know, because I always felt like this. I don't ever want the girl to turn around and have to punch me in the face because I did something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> right. Shit here. Actually, I had girls had to literally talk about something. Do you even like me? Because you ain't trying to rub my ass or nothing. I'm like, hey, boo, I'm just trying to be professional. <laughs> no, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So now, now that you have shifted from being just a talent, to a straight up producer having a studio. Now your thought process is different from how you pick talent for you to work for you, not with you. So mm-hmm. what do you take into account differently when it comes to content versus this is for my company? Um, I kind of, I mean, there's nothing really, nothing really has changed. I just kind of go beyond where my preferences are. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I have to think more so about the audience outside of just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, the same rules still apply. I still look for the same things mm-hmm. um, when I work with people, both male and female. Um, yeah, I just want to know that whoever I'm working with is there to work. I'm not here to waste nobody's time, and I really don't want my time wasted either. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's a, a big thing <laughs> that I look for is people's work ethic and how professional they are. And then, I, you know, mm-hmm. I ask questions now. You know, now that mm-hmm. I know producers and I know who to talk to, like we were saying in the space the other night, people talk. So mm-hmm. I know who, who not to do business with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of them out there, unfortunately. I swear to God, mm-hmm. uh, more than 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 ever before nowadays, because the, the industry got so fucking wide open now that anybody and everybody can jump their ass in it. Mm-hmm. You know, but we know we didn't talk about that on more than one occasion. So. Also, when you become a business owner, now it's about the business, not just yourself. So now, the, the, now you're looking at the numbers a little bit different. Speak to that. Mm, what you mean? Well, like for example, like um, with sales, um, 
because like I said before, when you're a talent, you're looking at it from the views of I'm just a talent. This is just me versus as a business owner. Now it's about the whole company. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The look of the company, not just the look of Marley. You feel what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, also, because now in some of these scenes, you're not in them. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you, you get what I'm coming from versus when Marley's in the scene, we know what Marley's getting versus now Marley's behind the camera and you got two people mm-hmm. in front of the camera. It's not Marley. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand the question, though. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, put it this way, like, when you know that you're in front of the camera, you know the type of scene that's going to get put out. Mm-hmm. You know the intensity of that scene. You also know what, you also know the ability of it selling. Because yeah. it's not just, because I shot with Don Prince, because I'm Marley and I got that fan base, that they, they're going to be rabid for it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you become a studio owner, now, not all the time is going to be Marley in front of the camera. So now mm-hmm. I got to put my trust and my wallet in the hands of these two other talents. And I, I got to direct it to where it's going to sell. You see the, you see where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you're asking how I go about it? Yeah. I mean, it just goes back to how I pick the talent that I work with. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very picky. Um, very, very picky. I've said this on occasions. There's people that I'm cool with that I probably would never probably work with just because um, mm-hmm. cool friends, business, no. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Um, and that's just because I know what I want and I know what I expect <coughs> from the product that I'm trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I'm trying to do shit way different than I've been doing over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as a female-ran company. I feel like that's a very high standard. That A very, a very, very high, a very, very high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, to hold myself to, especially how the industry is and the fact that there isn't too many female-ran companies out here. So I feel like if that's something that I would be doing, then the product that I'm putting out needs to be on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people need to match that. So um, I'm there's people, like I say, I've done events. I've done events, and I'm willing to invest my money and invest my time into it because I know what I'm going to get out of it. And so far, it's been successful. Because of the people that I surround myself with, um, I keep as far as my network goes. I keep my circle very small. Um, slowly but surely, it's growing. But I'm just very particular about who I do business with and who I allow myself to invest into. Um, because um, I'm not trying to waste no money. <laughs> not yeah. in this time of age. Shit is too expensive. I'm here to be wasting money. You ain't never lie and shoot because especially even though even though you in Vegas, you know, do you have a hard time running the talent in Vegas? No, nah, I love it when I come out here. So do you live out there or you just be out there all the time? No, nah, I haven't lived in Vegas for two years. I live in New York, but I'm in Vegas right now. Okay. I came out here. See, so you move around. We, we people can't even tell where you live at no more. <laughs> Good. I do that. Look, good. I don't like people being able to uh, keep telling I thought you was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. My name is Carmen San Diego. Okay. One minute I'm here, one minute I'm over there. You never gonna know where the fuck I'm at. <laughs> That's good as shit. So, <laughs> oh my God. So, now also, you're a lady that understand about being diverse in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, speak to being diverse in the business and not depend upon one thing to generate money for you. Um, that's something that I've always been talking to people about because that was something that I was taught early is to mm-hmm. not depend on 
with just one platform or one thing for your bread because mm. shit is ever changing. Like we saw that shit with yeah. OnlyFans when everybody was thinking OnlyFans was about to go away. Everybody was freaking the fuck out. I'm like, yeah. mm. these other sites exist for a reason. I don't know why y'all just don't be on these other sites. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As well as like trying to be uh, diversify your audience as well. Like you got to open yourself up so more people can see you. That's how you really gonna make money. Mm. But you got to yeah, be on more platforms to do it. Yeah, because I think that um, one, I, I think anybody would want more than one check anyway. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. It feels good at the beginning of the month when you got five or six payouts coming at the same time. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very good that's a very good feeling, you know? Like, you you seeing that bread come in and now it's mm-hmm. easier to kind of budget your money because you have different streams of income, mm-hmm. you know? So, with Marley Moore Entertainment, the studio, what stories Point-wise, that Marley wants to tell the world. Mm, I want to tell stories that's relatable to us. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it has something to do with sex or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like when it comes to black people in general, we tend we tend to get the same scenarios. Whether it's in mainstream movies or in porn, we tend to get the same kind of stories like we don't really get to have like creative control over what we want to talk about or see Mm -hmm. um especially on a respectable level like i feel like it can still have a certain level of blackness to where it's genuine but you know Mm -hmm. not where we get the label ghetto or urban or Mm -hmm. generic labels that all that we always get shit slapped onto so Mm -hmm. that's like my biggest thing um i've always been big into writing but I've mm-hmm. always been big on writing stuff that everybody that that can relate to it, especially as a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's like my biggest goal right now. Yeah, cause I think that our stories have always been told through the eyes of white folk, not us. You know, as mm-hmm. far as you know, black talent and stuff. And I'm starting to see a lot of that come to fruition in this day and age and stuff. And because, like I said, because we do have stories that could be turned into porn. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not necessarily ghetto-ish or what have you. Like, what scenario would you learn to turn into porn that you haven't turned into porn yet? Mm. I know there's one in your mind. Yeah, but I don't like giving my ideas away. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> well my bad. I don't want to give away. I don't want to give away how my sausage is made. Yeah, no, I don't. yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah I don't, I don't. So shoot, but oh, but, I, but I see that you've been, you know, trailing to. But I look at bit. it like I I look at it like this. When people think of porn, they think of like the generic like mm-hmm. porn. I feel like porn can literally be anything to do with sex. Like, mm-hmm. the shit that we do in our everyday lives can be turned into a movie because we fuck, we have sex. Mm-hmm. So, that in itself. So, I kind of take ideas like that and run with it. Like, I, like, that's kind of, that, that's normally, that's kind of like what goes into, like, my creative process. I take mm-hmm. real-life scenarios or situations, add my own sauce to it, figure out how I can make it relatable to a bigger scale. And yeah, and then I already know it's gonna be some sex into it because that's just the lifestyle that I live, or the person that I might be basing it off love with. Mm-hmm. So it's not that hard. Yeah, because one thing I can say about you, you give you give your fans variety. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you damn sure mm-hmm. give variety and everything from um, your solos to your boy girls, what have you. Do you webcam? Huh? Do you webcam? Um, on and off. I've been trying to get back into camming. I used to cam a lot in the beginning of my career, but I haven't mm-hmm. as much because I've been focusing more on the film. But mm-hmm. I want to get back into doing webcamming um, when I can find a consistent schedule to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is the other question I wanted to ask about the balancing act. How do you balance it all? Because, like I said, before you were just talent. Of course, you went around to get your money or what have you with your travels or what have you. But now add to it. Now I actually run a company. So how do you find the time to balance everything from your business to personal? That's one of the things that I've been trying to work on um, this year Mm -hmm. is just prioritizing um, certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of my goals going into the new year is prioritizing time for myself and time for my business um i'm mm-hmm. learning that now me performing on camera and me trying to run a company is becoming an issue <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's rough yeah I, I see why a lot of people tend to make the transition of shooting less and being more behind the camera because it's a lot of work trying to do both um and you end up being frustrated in the end because one or the other is not gonna work out so um now I figured I feel like I would get more of a return now as a producer and a director because it's like you know I didn't did enough for filming I got plenty of films I can put out I don't need to film shit at this point I really don't have to mm-hmm. um it, it's because I want to there's people that I still want to work with or and I like working with but going into the new year um like I said my main goal is just focusing on company and building that up and being able to to where I don't have to balance the two I can really put all my time and energy into that yeah most definitely oh I'm enjoying this uh Devin Driller and uh Marlon the Maverick <laughs> I've enjoyed it Sound yeah up, see this shit like you see what I'm saying it's shit like that that I like to do like something as simple as that like I like mm-hmm. doing, doing little stuff like that yeah, because you because you also mastered the art of being a sex symbol. No, um, <laughs> so seriously, because because like I said, it's like I don't see you look regular. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm coming from? It's like you 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 make it a point to in every picture look your best to look pin upish and stuff like that. And I think that's also helped to the sales of your content. Speak to people not realizing the importance of being a sex woman in this day and age. Um, I said this in the, I don't know if it was in it the other night, but I said this in the space, oh yeah, the space that we had open on my birthday. Yeah. Um, we were talking and I said, one of the things that you have to be big on is how you present yourself to the world. That's That matters. Yeah. Like how you present yourself and your brand. That's going to take you a long ways. Like, I ain't gonna hold you with some shit I done put out there. I get on live looking a mess, but I wouldn't even say a mess because my my natural looks good to somebody else. So, oh, yeah. what I think yes, might look does, a mess, baby. yes, it does. So, what I think <laughs> might look a mess might look good to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, um, even it's just little small things, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then it, it's, it's just little small things, um, mm-hmm. appearance wise, how your background is, or like you, or like you just said, how, even the content that you post. Mm-hmm. You have to make it look like that you actually put some thought and effort into it. Because mm-hmm. people are going to see that. If people can tell that you don't give a fuck about the content, why should they buy it? It's so, so true. Yeah, so 
you just gotta even something as simple as taking a picture in the mirror like yeah i just took it and honestly that's just how i fucking look i hate to tell people <laughs> people be thinking I be doing <laughs> shit. i'm like no that's just how i look i just know how to take a picture um that's the little effort that i put into it i just know how to take a picture um mm-hmm. get my angles right i might put on a little lash or a little jewelry mm-hmm. throw on or something real quick but i'm not doing nothing extra <laughs> i'm just putting in effort <laughs> effort is the key words and i tell people you just put some effort i promise you that's going to take you a long way. Almost definitely. Because I'm sorry, it's kind of like, you was already sexy with the locks. But then when you cut that hair, it just took you to another level of sexiness. <laughs> see, thank you. I be trying to explain that to people. People are like, oh, I miss the locks. I'm like, y'all don't understand. I unlocked a whole new level when I cut my hair. Okay? I have people that are paying me money that ask me, hey, when's the next mm-hmm. time you cutting your hair? I want to see you in a video of you cutting your hair. What? I'm not making money just from cutting my hair. <laughs> I get bitches that stop me in public. Oh, I love your hair. Thank you. Yeah, I ain't going for it. I love it. It was like, when I saw the show here, I said, oh, damn, make my dick jump. I said, oh, I my God. People, as somebody that loves women, my coochie stock went up the moment I cut my hair. The dress was cool, yeah. but people love the short hair, okay? People yeah. moan, cry about it all they want to. Short hair is selling. Okay, I've had, and honestly, I've opened, I've, I feel like, while, bit, I feel like natural hair is still somewhat not as acceptable as it was, but I feel like mm-hmm. having short hair will get you a little bit further. Yeah, because to, to me. the dreads. You get what I'm saying? Especially the yeah. dreads that I had, because I just didn't have mm-hmm. plain dreads. I was doing every color in the goddamn rainbow. Um, <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now that I have short hair, I can still do that with my short hair. But mm-hmm. it's still, I could put myself under the alternative category. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's everything is about branding. And that, mm-hmm. that's one thing I've always been big on. And then once I cut my hair, I was like, cool, that's the Molly Moore that I'm sticking with. Everybody knows the blonde short hair is easy to deal with, it's easy to notice. You know what I'm saying? Can't, mm-hmm. can't, can't too many people emulate that. So, oh no. Because to me, it makes you stand out even more. Exactly. Because think about how many girls in the game now do have dreadlocks versus when you had dreads. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Then, then it was a rarity. Mm-hmm. Now with the short hair and it makes you stand out. And two, it just gives you like a a different look. And two, it makes you look like a you know a, a youngster. And <laughs> 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 make it look like a youngster. So it throw people off with the age. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But no, I love it, baby girl. I it, shoot, I love you with the short hair. Sexy motherfucker. I always said it. Seem like the women with the short hair had the fattest asses. I swear they do. That's yeah, yeah. It seems that way. Because <laughs> I got girls with the short hair. Every last one got a fat ass at work. I'm like, it's just something about short hair just make the booty grow for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so Miss Ladder Hills, you up here for an hour. I know you a busy woman. And I want to bring you back because I know my listeners would love to hear more from you and to get you mm-hmm. on video next time. So can yes. I call you a smoke buddy? Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Y'all heard it, people. The big booty Marty will be back on the Smokers Lounge, and we're going to bring her back in the premium smoke room. Y'all know what it is, $4.99 a month. Seven premium podcasts for you to enjoy where we get more wilder, more unpredictable, more crazier, more candid and more honest. And this is the safe space for the porn star when it comes to podcasting. So with that being said, Miss Marley, tell everybody where they can spend money on you. 
So um, the easiest way to find me is at allmarley.com. That'll give you all my links into one place. You can find me on Twitter at Marley the Booty, M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-A-B-O-O-T-Y-Y. Um, I'm also on Instagram at more.ent. Uh, yeah. Like I said, everything is under one link, allmarley.com, because I got way too many links to list. So <laughs> that's the easiest way for you to find me. Hey, how tall are you, baby? I'm 5'8". She's 5'8". She, she, mm-hmm. she, she's a tall, sexy drinker for uh, chocolate people. <laughs> I need to check her out, for real. She's a legend about this shit. And like I, like I always say to the, 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 the people, I said, there's certain interviews that let me know that I'm getting somewhere in this business. And you're one of those interviews. Because I'm sorry, you're one of the ladies that I deeply respected in this business, was a fan of, and would have gave a left arm to have worked with you one time because because your work is impeccable, baby. It's impeccable, no doubt. So with that being said, people, you know how we end this every day, all day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Mm -hmm. Smoke is over. Say goodbye, Miss Marley. You guys have a good night. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right